Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Let's talk some crickets, boys. Can't keep this man waiting. He's a busy, busy man. Metaverse Mitch. Here we go. As spring beckons, naturally, the summer of cricket is not far away in New Zealand. Yesterday, the Super Smash schedule was released. Although this summer will be a little bit different with the Black Caps not featuring here at home during December and January, the global cricketing calendar is a bit of a head-scratcher at times, and that's been accentuated at the moment with player movement and availability firming Firmly in the spotlight yesterday, Colin de Gromhol put on and put an end to the speculation about his future when he announced his retirement from international cricket. Mitchell McLennigan is a good friend of SCNZ and he's been all sorts of cricketing contracts throughout his fast bowling career. Morning, Mitch. Appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Yeah, second time lucky, eh, lad? Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right, mate. You're doing what you need to do at the gym. You've been uh, a good sort, like Louis this morning. He actually was a good sort earlier on this morning. But, mate, sad to see Colin retire. Did you expect this? Hell of a career. Um, I had an awesome career, um, the way he turned around. Mm. And ended up turning into a test cricketer, which I thought was uh, uh, not what I picked at the start uh, when I first met Colin as uh, an 18-year-old Zimbabwean with a gold um, driver's license when he came to New Zealand. Would he would he have ascended to the best test team in the world without without him? Do you think? Oh look, I don't. I think he just had that impact at the end of the um, the innings um, could just take a game away from you. And, and I think the saw um, in the conditions that we tried to play our cricket here in New Zealand, um, him backing up at that at that slow pace to to Saudi and bowl, um, nibbling that ball around. I mean, he was. You know, he took the ball, new ball ahead of those guys sometimes because of what mm. he could do, do with the ball off the strings and swinging the ball in the air in our conditions. So, um, look, I, I don't think I think he put us in a fantastic position to win that World Test Championship. Mm. And look, I, I I guess Colin's decision. Um, he's obviously my age. He's he's towards the end of his career. Um, I, I think I think it probably would have really hurt him um, straight after the World Test Championship that he wasn't like straight on that first first Test list. Um, yeah. uh, I think, he, like you say, what he did to get us to that point um, you know, should have been rewarded uh, in, in some sense. So 
I, I feel for for him and, and the year that he had to do to scrap back into that side. And I think he kind of just opened his eyes to what a few of few of the other older boys who kind of well, when I say older guys, I say guys over thirty. Um, what mm. what they've been through once you once you get over that age and and the perception that um, they're all that you you're done um, and you're always having a fight for your worth when 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 you actually <laughs> you're probably you're under, you're understated in terms of like, they're just always looking for someone younger um, and over time he was very lucky in terms of uh, that having the longer format of the game to be able to produce. Uh, better results. It's a little bit easier in, in that format of the game to, to kind of take your opportunities to innings with the bat and the ball being an all-rounder. I just think um, it kind of started creeping up on them that hey, look, some, they're looking for some younger guy to put you in regardless of how well you perform. Mate, Colin's had some memorable moments over his career, and what I get a sense on is, is Colin does what what Colin wants. You know, like he's 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 a man of his word. He's pretty um. Pretty stubborn as they come, but he, he does what's best for Colin, and, and that's my. I really take my hat off to that. But for New Zealand cricket, you've had Trent Bolt. Now you've had Colin de Gronholm come out and, and pretty much re- retire and go chase uh, the BBL and, and things like that. Should New Zealand cricket be worried about a, you know, like a, a many more of the, the cricketers here in New Zealand maybe doing the same and, and heading towards where the money is? Well, look, I think it purely just comes down to that point I've just made. I think once once you're over a certain age, um, you're not really valued as much in New Zealand cricket. Um, and and I, I feel like there should be some reward for longevity in this game, particularly particularly with um, the way that contractors set up with New Zealand, like with New Zealand cricketers, we're all contractors. Um, so like you're on a year-by-year contract, so there's, there's actually no security at all. You're not an employee like you are with like New Zealand rugby, where you're on a longer term contract where you don't need to look over your shoulder and you're on good money. Um, you could lose your job tomorrow, so all your security is out the window. So I can understand why Colin uh, waited until he had a job um, to go to before um, kicking it in. I, I think in his mind, he probably thought he maybe had four or five tests left um, at, at a max, and and then that would probably be take him towards the end of his career. So. Uh, you know, that's just the nature of being a contractor, unfortunately, for New Zealand cricket and obviously for, for New Zealand cricketers as well. So the model, do you, do you feel like with what's happened now that New Zealand cricket is starting to take a look at what they're doing and will they change the way that their contracting model will be kind of um, out, out there with these players? Do you think they're going to make a change? Uh, look, I, I, don't, I don't think they will because I think it's... Um, I don't. I don't think they can. I think with with the nature of it is in New Zealand cricket, we can't pay pay the guys enough. So I don't think the players association ever want to change to an employee model. But I just think just uh, I, I don't know. Look, I, I just think they've, they've decided that there's a whole bunch of guys. Oh, look, like I'm really speculating that there's a whole bunch of guys who are getting towards that end of that that age, like Balti, the Gronholm, um, the like. How they're all getting towards that age. Um, Kane's even getting up there now as well. Um, but they've just said, right, we need to knuckle down and actually just promote these young guys coming through and and just hope that they uh, that they that if we reward them early enough in their career um, by getting some starts on some tours around Europe and and looking after them uh, a little bit better, um, that they'll stay with New Zealand cricket. I guess that's the only thing they can hope for, right? 
Hey Mitch, how cooked is the like wider lens of international cricket's calendar and the governance? Because at the moment we're getting more and more pop-up leagues. Like I even read that Chris Lynn's going to play half the Big Bash, then go play half in the UAE, and that's now just accepted. But the issue is, then you have the amount of international cricket that these uh, countries play. It's okay for England and Baz and Co because they've got depth, they've got enough money to be able to pay and contract enough players to play white ball and red ball and rest and rotate. But for countries like New Zealand, where we've only really got, and to be fair, our depth, as you would know, with guys like uh, Michael Bracewell and the Sears and, and coming through the Super Smash is growing, but we don't have 20, 30 test calibre players in New Zealand at the moment. So is the ICC actually the ones that need to stand up here and sort out their calendar? Because this is going to keep happening. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess they probably can't can't prevent these leagues really coming up um, because the money's coming from India, right? So, um, and, and there's good money being made in terms of um, broadcasting deals um, and rights. So, I, I think I think what what those T20 teams are doing is something I, I kind of wish um, international cricket did a while ago. There's you see they're starting to pop up with the same owners around the world. I think it would have been fantastic to have like an uh, international T20 league um, that just travelled around each country, had many tournaments being separate to your to your national test and one day team. I, I thought that would have kept uh, if they funded it through the ICC. I think that would have kept um, people playing for their country in the sort of format a bit longer, um, and maybe battle um, fought off uh, some of some of these leagues around the world. Um, Oh, look, I, I think it just comes down to money at the end of the day, and I can't see the ICC uh, not taking the cash. Um, and, and it's, it's as simple as that. And, um, and, and I guess, I guess from a New Zealand standpoint, I guess we've got to look at it as um, this is probably the summer of opportunity um, uh, for anyone in New Zealand cricket, even if it's your first year playing domestic cricket. This is your, this is your summer of opportunity to, to, to really play international cricket and. And I think we'll get a really good gauge this end of this summer and the start of our next summer here in New Zealand of where New Zealand cricket's going to be at in the next four or five years. And, uh, look, I'm really nervous. I, I don't think we have the stocks coming through um, that, that, are, that are going to give us that continue on the, the legacy that this current crop of players has, has, has started. So um, I'm, a, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm optimistic. I, I, I really do hope that this summer of opportunity uh, it does turn out to be a good one. Don't, Mitch, don't you get a little bit nervous when Heath Mills comes out and says that this type of stuff isn't going to be happening um, where players are looking to go overseas and, and chase the money? Because it is about money. It's not new to sport. We've got to remember that. You know, Restraint of trade, it's like anything. If you're a, if you're a, a sparky and you want to go and get more money and go and work up in the mines in Perth um, doing that, you go up there and do that, don't you? So... As the as the changing of the guard happens and players see that the opportunity to make money is elsewhere, though I guess the it's, isn't it going to be forced upon the New Zealand cricket um, to change the way that they're thinking about the, their international teams because a lot of players will head overseas. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think that's all already started. I think that's probably why you're seeing Colin Colin going straight after Balti, right? Um, you know, Balsies, they're never going to not pick Balsy for, for a pinnacle event. So that's a, that if, if Colin's playing the best cricket he can, like throughout, you know, in any tournament around the world, then, you know, should be given the same rights as, as someone like a Trent Bolt. So 
it's kind of made it even harder for New Zealand cricket to come around and turn and, and take trip in, in my opinion, if they want to try and keep those players. So, oh, it's I, I actually don't know the answer, mate. I, look, my my stance on T20 cricket, um, global T20 cricket. If your home board's got uh, looks after the players um, and communicates well, um, communication is going to be the key. But I, I actually, if you can get more players playing around the world, um, they're going to play five, six times the amount of cricket. So say a young guy coming through, he's going to play 10 T20s here in New Zealand, max. Um, he could go and play, if he's not playing for New Zealand, he's on the fringe, he's going to play 60, 70 games around the world. So he's going to improve that much faster in different conditions with the best coaches, the best uh, players around them, which we which we don't have here in New Zealand. Like, you know, you're learning off, you can go and learn off Mahala and, and Ricky Ponting and, and, and the likes of that around the world. So, I mean, in terms of upskilling, I think it should be in New Zealand cricket's plan to actually get guys playing a whole bunch of cricket around the world. Um, but like Afghanistan has done, um, like Pakistan do, like... Um, like you see what Lenny's just done here. Um, guys, once you, they, we should be having deals with the leagues that they can go, they go play half a league, but then come play for New Zealand. Um, but we'll make sure that the guys are available for half the league. But if they get called international, then they have to be released. Um, and that's just an easy conversation, right? It's, uh, and all the, and the leagues have been doing that with countries like Afghanistan for Rashid Khan and, and those guys for, for some time. So it's just been a little bit more open to what's going to be best for developing our best players. Um, and it's not playing Super Smash um, 10 games a year here in New Zealand. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what unfolds, Mitch. Hey, quickly before we let you go, mate, uh, T20 World Cup's coming up not too far away. Do you see enough in, in the Caribbean against the West Indies for our best 11 mm. to go over there and match it? What's your take, mate? You, we've got a good chance, eh? Oh, yeah, I think I think we do have a good chance. Um, I think I think as long as we understand, well, actually, I, I do like the side that we're putting out. I really do, actually. Uh, um, it excites me. Um, I really, really do hope that um, Lockie Ferguson stays fit. I think he was the missing, missing cog in the wheel um, that last T20 World Cup. Um, I think if they uh, look, I. I He's having someone like Colin Munro uh, in and around the squad. I've got a half on about that, but a guy who's been dominant at the Big Bash for a long time knows how to score runs in those conditions, knows how to score uh, win games. Uh, I think if we look past someone like that, even just on the, on the fringes, if there's an injury, um, I know the squad's already been picked, but I, I'd be making sure someone like that there was experienced to come into a starting lineup, which we didn't have in that World Cup final last year, um, or last time. Um, I think if they structure it properly, I think we've got a really good, really good shot. Mitch, I didn't notice Colin your name. Yeah, Munners, Munners. He's still screwing runs. I actually, Izzy, I didn't notice Mitch's name in the BBL draft. So what's going on there, mate? You yeah. actually retired. <laughs> what's that? No, it actually was. It actually was because I'm back playing, mate. I'm hopefully off to. Uh, oh, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was just here because uh, no, no. I'm hoping, uh, because the way, way all these tournaments work is that uh, you know, a whole bunch of people get injured, a whole bunch of people pull out or go to another league, uh, so they need replacements. And if your name's not in the draft, you're not there as a replacement option. So I'll put my boots back on, hopefully, in a couple of weeks in India. So uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. Wait, so you're off to India? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well the Legend League is in uh, two, three weeks, I think. So... Uh, 
you know, just waiting for the flights to come through now, doing the visa now, and and pay her off there and, and try to get the boots back on after a year and a bit of hard work. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. The dream's still alive, <laughs> Mitchie boy. The Legends League. I've lost my numbers, so don't you worry about that. I won't be coming back to New Zealand. Oh. <laughs> Oh, good, mate. That's that's awesome. The Legends League. Sashin, Tendulkar, we got uh, Mitch McLennigan, just your leader, all, all of the episodes. Uh, uh, what, what, what it is, is, is that they need they need a couple of guys who can actually move around the field. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'll, I'll be I'll be boundary running. I might bowl one over if someone pulls yeah. a hammy. Um, fine yeah, leg so. to fine leg, bud. <laughs> that, that'll be it, mate. Get the yards up. <laughs> Um, so, Good work. And just very, very lastly, somebody sledged you. How's your NRL super coach going, Mitch? Uh, yeah, very poorly. I gave, <laughs> I gave up quite quickly. Quite quickly. Yeah, quite quickly. I'll tell you what, it, it reflected the Warriors' season. <laughs> uh, very good, mate. All right, Mitch McLean again, legend. Enjoy the Legends tour, mate. That's so good. Yeah, and uh, we'll catch up again. See you, Mitch. Perfect. Cheers, lads. Oh, funny! I was just being facetious. I didn't. I thought he was actually retired. <laughs> retired. It turns out he's still hanging on. Everyone hangs on to the very last whisker, mate. It is honestly he's still going. His front toe must be that sore because he tries to steam. <laughs> and he's huge. Tire. He's massive. <laughs> he's got an absolute oh. rig on him. He's he's a big boy. He's an angry boy. Uh, really interesting. What's going to happen with um, cricket around the world as well? Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.